Party. A lot of them. I look on Facebook and people I didn't know serve that are popping up their pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really cool and exciting to see. And Governor Walls yesterday mentioned that he's... Today. Worked, oh, today, today was it. He, he uh, was mentioning uh, programs that he wants to put forth for veterans who are homeless. Yes. So that's fantastic. That is fantastic. And also, uh, it's Native American Heritage Month, uh, mm-hmm. which is every month for me, right? <laughs> it's every day. Hey, never mind uh, every month. Hey, what's that smell? Oh, it's smudging again. Exactly. And we really want to really push uh, uh, for Governor Walls to stop uh, line three. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Big time. You know, Wendy, you were advocate advocate before me with uh, your uh, animal uh, issues and and uh things like that and uh we went standing rock together and we fought that pipeline Mm -hmm. and now it's here in our backyard and so we need uh people to call the governor's office and it's really easy i called him today i just called him you leave a message and you just say your name and to please stop uh line three and that it's important for us to uh keep our treaty treaties uh it's important for us to uh take care of our climate and it's also important to take care of the water so i'm just going to put the phone number out there it's really easy to remember 651-201-3400 yeah just uh you know Enbridge uh, claims to respect the process yet they already uh, violated many of the wetlands across minnesota this is who we trust and send uh filthy uh, to call the governor's office yeah, so we, you know, they have all, uh, they have already sent filthy tar sands through t- 212 streams and 818 wetlands in northern Minnesota. Uh, so the decision on the final water mm-hmm. crossing permits is November 14th. So it's coming up quick. Um, and we really need to urge Governor Walls to stop uh, line three. Absolutely. So again, the phone number is 651-201-3400. Just give them a quick call. You have like, um, you know, less than a minute. You just say your name and tell them why you want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And why you want them not to do it. Oh, mm-hmm. look at, we got a vote. Mm-hmm. We got a vote. And, uh, you know, just a quick thing before we get to our guests. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, our dog, uh, Gracie was a, a puppy mill dog mm-hmm. and had a really rough life. And yeah, we're truly... Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. She was a breeder dog in a puppy mill for seven years. So she was kept in a cage. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they just fill up the food and it just kind of goes into a container. So they don't have to feed her for a whole week because the food just comes out automatically. Right. So the food in the water. So she doesn't see anybody. She's not you know, familiar with humans. Um, she was kept in an indoor facility. And um, from what I have heard, they kept the lights really low or sometimes mm. even off to save on electricity. So when we got her, she was already ha- only had four teeth because of that poor nutrition and just being in a puppy mill and being a breeder dog, being bred over and over and over again um, and having no veterinary care. When we got her, she had the four teeth, but today because of just, you know, dental disease and just because of what her body went through she has now got rid of her last four teeth so she is toothless Mm. they don't have little dentures for dogs do they no No. and she has no she has no um wendy's pulling down the shade now the dog's like (laughs) because we have the other one hey all right let's get our guest on we have uh christine coughlin and as People know most, I think most of our listening audience know I'm a volunteer Minnesota State Council member for the Humane Society of the United States. Um, And Christine Coughlin, although she may not, she will say she is not an expert. She is an expert. Um, And Christine Coughlin is the Minnesota State Director, State Affairs for the Humane Society of the United States. And we want to welcome Christine. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, great. Um, Last week, I was talking to our audience about uh, the Minnesota wolves, the gray wolves, and what's going on with them. Also, what's happening with the Endangered Species Act. So, 
we just want you to come on and, and give some updates and let our audience know what's happening with the wolves. Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to, to do that. And I also just like to remind uh, remind your listeners a little bit about the Humane Society of the United States. Sounds like they probably know, but we are the nation's largest animal protection organization. And with our affiliates, we provide hands-on care to over 100,000 animals every year. So um, even as we're providing all that hands-on care, we realize that we cannot rescue our way out of the problems and we need to prevent the cruelty before it starts. So we work for the protection of all animals, companion animals, wild animals, farm animals, and we work with corporations, we work in the courts, and we work legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels uh, to enact those protections for animals. So our work is is quite wide-ranging. Um, but in terms of wolves, yeah, I thought... Um, if it sounds all right with you, maybe maybe what I can do is I can kind of paint the the big picture. It, it, it mm-hmm. it's a, this is an issue that kind of uh, goes between the federal and the state, so it can get kind of complex. But I can paint kind of a big picture and then go into a little more specifics, especially regarding the impacts here in Minnesota. Um, a little bit about what we're doing, but then most importantly, uh, also for your listeners, if any of them would like, what they can do to help mm-hmm. uh, wolves. So, um, in essence, the um, the current administration through the Department of the Interior, um, through the Fish and Wildlife Service, uh, is going to be delisting wolves, pulling them off, uh, removing federal protections, and this is really going to pull Minnesota's wolves one step closer to the crosshairs of trophy hunters. We know that the last time wolves in Minnesota were delisted, trophy hunters and trappers killed nearly 1,000 pups, juveniles, and adults. Um, We also know that right now the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, or the DNR, is uh, updating its wolf management plan, and it's really crucial that during this time that the the Minnesota DNR listens to the majority of the constituents here in Minnesota who highly value wolves, and that they refrain from including wolf hunting um, or trapping provisions in their updated wolf management plan. So, like like I said, this removes this this delisting removes federal Endangered Species Act protections for wolves across the lower 48. Management of wolves in places where they were listed as threatened or endangered will return back to the individual states. Prior to the rule being finalized, wolves in Minnesota were listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act. Wolves in Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming, north central Utah, and eastern portions of Washington and Oregon had already lost federal protections. The remaining wolves across the lower 48 um, were federally protected as endangered no longer. So as we've seen before, like I said, when states gain control of wolf populations within their borders, they almost invariably immediately establish trophy hunting and trapping seasons. And since 2011, um, nearly 6,000 wolves have been killed under these uh, uh, these state uh, programs. And so at most immediate risk will be wolves here in the Great Lakes region. So that includes uh, Minnesota, Michigan, and Wisconsin. The, the real issue here is that this rule jeopardizes what is a very fragile recovery of wolves that has only just started, and it hinders the ability for wolves to expand into parts of their historic range with suitable habitat. Um, as, part of the, as part of the delisting process, the many, many Americans, nearly 2 million Americans, 1.8 million Americans, sent comments into the Fish and Wildlife Service opposing this uh, opposing this proposed delisting. But importantly, um, a letter from 100 scientists was also submitted, and that was in opposition to this delisting decision. And what the scientists pointed out is that the Endangered Species Act requires that a species be recovered throughout a larger portion of their historic range before they are delisted, and that this goal has not been achieved. Um, Wolves really occupy a fraction of their historic range. They remain absent from about 70% of currently suitable habitat. So 
that's that's kind of the that's kind of the big picture uh you know sort of national perspective but but here in minnesota what's what's fascinating you know we really treasure our environment as minnesotans uh we're also pretty educated about wolves compared to other parts of the country and we understand and appreciate that wolves are a crucial part of a healthy ecosystem and that this delisting threatens not you know the ongoing recovery of wolves across the country um, but but ecosystems everywhere and we also understand that this opens the door to a potential trophy hunting and trapping season here in Minnesota um, and I'll share just a, a couple a couple of statistics with you because uh, normally I'm not a super big fan of statistics but these really jumped out at me um, Christine can in, we just uh, hang on could we hang on just a second? We need to go to commercial and could you just hang on and we really would love to go through those st- statistics with you. Is that okay? You bet. You bet. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll be right back. This is Pilots Progressive Party and we'll be right back after this short break. Looking for secrets to spiritual living? Explore Ekankar's online soul adventure seminar through November 30th. Hear profound stories of the transforming power of gratitude. Enjoy workshops, music from around the world, and a keynote talk by Sri Harold Klemp, the spiritual leader of Ekankar. As soul, you have the God knowledge within you. A soul adventure can touch you at the very core of your being. At this event, you'll find techniques to enhance your spiritual practices. Raise your spiritual IQ. See how a divine power is always at work behind the scenes on your behalf. This free seminar will give you a springboard for self-discovery and expand the love and wisdom already within your heart. For more info, visit spiritualevent.org, spiritualevent.org. Hey, Cudigy to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Roots Radio, then Pilot's Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Roots Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. Is your remote workforce putting your company at risk? Cyber criminals are targeting your employees with COVID-19 inspired emails and attacking businesses like yours. Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. Rymark has the tools and expertise to enable your employees to work securely from home. If you need help getting your staff to work remotely and securely, call 651-328-8900 or go to rymarkit.com. That's 651-328-8900 or rymarkit.com. Is it time to downsize but don't know where to start? Give the house geeks with Bricks Real Estate a call. We are experienced in making this process as smooth and as easy as possible. Whether it is with pricing your home or assistance in finding movers or any other professionals that you might need to help get your home ready, we are here for you. Take the worry away and give us a call today at 651-303-0019. Again, that is 651-303-0019 or online anytime at housegeeks.com. Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Wow, welcome back, you guys. Uh, wow, we're so happy to have uh, Christine Coughlin, uh, Minnesota State Director, State Affairs, Humane Society of the United States, Wendy. Wow, what a great guest. Yeah, and you know what? I messaged her early today. So thanks again, Christine, for the short notice. I appreciate it. We kind of fly by the seat of our pants here at uh, Pilot's Progressive Party. <laughs> 
No, I'm, I'm very glad to join you for sure. Okay, great. So yeah, before we went to break, you were going to give us some statistics that are important to know about what's going on with our wolves. Yeah, so, so you know, as, as I was saying, that the, the federal government just recently de- delisted wolves, removed federal protections for them, so management now reverts back to the states. And here in Minnesota, that means that there's the potential for a wolf hunting and trapping season. Um, so I, I just, normally I'm not a big fan of statistics, but, but these really, uh, really made me kind of sit up and take notice. So as part of, of, as part of the DNR, like I said, they're, they're in the process of updating their wolf management plan and they <clears throat> worked with the University of Minnesota to do a survey and uh, see how Minnesotans feel about wolves, check on their attitudes. And in, as a result, in, the results of this showed that 86% of Minnesotans want the same number or more of wolves, 86%. And I think that really made me sit up and take notice because I thought, you know, when is the last time 86% of Minnesotans agreed on anything, you know, <laughs> but we clearly value wolves. Um, and and then, then two other sort of statistics jumped out at me. Um, really, there are more people opposed to wolf hunting and trapping than there are supporting them. So 49% of Minnesota residents oppose a wolf hunting season, and 58% of Minnesota residents oppose a wolf trapping season. So as I was saying, you know, the, the feds have really failed wolves. But the Minnesota DNR now has an opportunity to protect wolves. Um, and they can refrain from including trophy and hunting uh, trapping provisions in their new management plan. So, you know, we, we are fighting. We are fighting hard uh, for wolves across the United States as well as here in Minnesota. Um, the Humane Society of the United States is part of a coalition that is suing the Fish and Wildlife Services over this rule. Um, and we have um, been involved in lawsuits protecting wolves in the past and have prevailed. And, and our attorneys are, are confident in this case as well. And um, as, a, as a representative of the Humane Society of the United States, I was asked uh, to sit on the Minnesota DNR's Wolf Plan Advisory Committee. And so I've been doing that this year, and I am bringing forward the voices of Minnesotans who do not want to see wolves hunted and trapped for sport uh, to that committee. And then, you know, we, we work in coalitions at the Minnesota Legislature um, and uh, and then we work at the federal level as well. We have a, a federal team working in Congress and with the administration as well. So we are hard, hard at work fighting for wolves. Um, but we also know that that real change is is impossible without people weighing in. And there, there, the Minnesota DNR is. Uh, taking input from the public right now on this wolf management plan. So for any listeners who, who are inclined, who would like to see some protections for wolves, you can Google Minnesota DNR wolf and you'll be brought to the DNR's uh, webpage and you just kind of step through and it will uh, just bring you to their survey. It should take you five or 10 minutes. Um, and just, you can let the DNR know that you're not interested in seeing wolf hunting and trapping in the new management plan. You'd rather uh, value coexistence with wolves, look for ways, uh, creative, non-lethal ways that we can reduce conflict uh, between wolves and livestock, basically express your values. Uh, really important that the DNR hears from Minnesotans right now. Yeah, it is. It is very important. Uh, and I know many people did go on that website and fill out the survey and, and put in comments. So I want to just say thank you to everyone who did already do that. Um, and then very quickly, uh, so what are some of the non-deterrent uh, things that like uh, ranchers could do to keep wolves away from their livestock? That's, that's a great question. So um, we, we, the, Sort of these uh, preventative non-lethal deterrents. There's there's a bunch of them, and um, there's ongoing research into into how well these work and to finding new ways, which is really exciting and it's really the direction that we need to be moving. Um, but for for example, some of them. One of them is called fladry. So it's basically a, a string of little tiny flags that are put around the perimeter of an area that you want to keep wolves out, and the flags moving uh, serves as a deterrent to wolves. Um, there are certain kinds of fencing that can be put up. 
Um, there can be lights and sound that are triggered that serve as deterrents. Um, there are things that uh, livestock producers can do themselves, making sure they remove carcasses from uh, the field. They can put up uh, um, places uh, like little sheds for birthing, uh, birthing sheds in the field if, uh, to you know, protect the little ones. And then guard animals. Um, in Minnesota, dogs and, uh, believe it or not, llamas, um, it can uh, be effective uh, guard animals against wolves. Llamas. <laughs> that's something I haven't heard, but that's unbelievable. <laughs> llamas, donkeys, <laughs> and, and dogs. And yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is interesting. So there, in other words, you know, there, there are lots of ways, there are lots of ways to, uh, to, uh, for, for farmers to try these preventative non-lethal deterrents. And, uh, and in fact, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture has grants that are available to farmers uh, to help them implement some of these non-lethal measures. Oh, that's fantastic. So we need to keep our wolves. So everybody out there who cares about wolves, just uh, get in touch with the DNR and let them know that this is important for you to keep our Minnesota uh, wolves alive and well here uh, and to coexist with them. Christine, it's always a pleasure to have you on Pilots Progressive Party and Robert's other show. I know you've been on Native Roots Radio, so I really, really appreciate it. And um, actually, I'll be talking to you in a little while at six o'clock and then tomorrow at 11. So I'm really looking forward to talking (laughs) to you. Likewise, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Christine. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Great, just truly and, great. And just listen to all those non-lethal, like really simple solutions, right, that uh, ranchers could put into place to keep uh, wolves away from their livestock. So yeah, that's all we need to do. That's great. You know, and it's great that there's organizations like this specifically uh, mm-hmm. dealing with uh, people that... Uh, and beans that don't have a vote. Right. And one of our very good sponsors, Howling for Wolves for Native Roots Radio, yeah. is another big wolf advocate of the uh, of the wolf. So, yeah. Yeah, I miss uh, saying this portion's brought to you by Howling for and then Wolves. We used, and then we, we used, used to, to howl. howl. I Boy, know. We were just kids back then. But they're then, one right? of our really good sponsors. Yes. But uh, um, speaking of our sponsors, Moon Palace Books used to be one of our sponsors, but because of the pandemic, they're right. no longer able to sponsor us. Uh, so Moon Palace Books is an independently owned bookstore, and they're located at 3032 Minnehaha Avenue South in Minneapolis. And I just went there today to pick up the trilogy called March, Uh, that was written by uh, U.S. House of Representatives uh, John Lewis. Yes. uh, Also, uh, Andrew Aiden and Nate Powell, and I can't wait to get my fingers. A little graphic in. novel. Yeah, I can't, I can't it's wait a trilogy, and um, for my book club, and I'm really excited to get my uh, get started on it. Well, we're excited. Let's uh, take a break here, and uh, you know, up next, uh, Maggie Lorenz, uh, executive director of uh, Lower Phelan Creek Project. We'll be right back. You're listening to Wendy Pilot's Progressive Party. <laughs> It's just a few weeks before winter officially settles in, and that means the holidays are almost here. So when was the last time your carpet was really clean? Like Zero Res Clean. Other carpet cleaners use soaps and detergents that act as dirt magnets and cultures for bacteria. With Zero Res and their patented powered water, they don't clean with harsh chemicals or soaps, and their process cleans better. Schedule your holiday cleaning today and get three rooms clean starting at just $149 and take $50 off when you get your air ducts cleaned. Call 952-ZERO-RES or visit ZeroResMinnesota.com. Hi, this is Chad from AM950. With the recent round of storms that came through the Twin Cities, some of you may have sustained damage to your roofing, siding, or windows. Call Snap Construction, the company we trust, to see if you sustained damage. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, and window company in the metro. Ryan, how are you able to help people that may have had damage from these storms? Well, Chad, with experience, we've helped thousands of Minnesotans with their storm damage claims. If you suspect your home has damage or was denied in the past, give us a call for your free inspection. It can take up to a year for hail and wind damage to reveal itself. The insurance process can be complicated. We make it easy. We use the same costing software that all insurance companies rely on. As always, we stand behind our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. Don't wait. 
Call us for your free estimate or inspection today. 612-333-SNAP. 612-333-SNAP. Now, more than ever, we are being faced daily with a topic of human mortality. And for many people, estate planning has been top of mind. Getting your estate planning done now can be easy and cost-effective. Shroman Law offers virtual options for initial consultations so that new clients can safely initiate the process. With many facing uncertain financial situations, Shroman Law also offers affordable fees for legal documents. Learn more at shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. Food Freedom Radio is generously supported by Seward Co-op, now offering online ordering and pickup at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Shop online at seward.coop slash curbside and then pay over the phone. Just call when you arrive at the store for pickup. It's that easy and safe. Offering dedicated pickup times for our first responders, seniors, and those with compromised immune systems from 1 to 2 p.m. Start your shopping at seward.coop slash curbside. Stay safe. What is hypnosis? What is it? Cause I feel like What is it? Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Wow, what a party it is, Wendy. It's always a party. <laughs> we got a poor lame dog here who's yeah. on uh, some kind of drug. And, She'll be okay. Uh, and we have another dog that uh, sitting in a chair like a human and kind of <laughs> bossing this around. And then, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, well, with Christine, which is really cool, is that I just wanted to give you a shout out, is that uh, you uh, work with Christine mm-hmm. and you on Native Ritz Radio do bring up a segment every week on our sacred animals and it's a very popular segment and uh it's just uh i don't know it's just it needs to be talked about because uh there's so many people out there that um how people um treat uh lesser beings or beans of any kind is really how they are and Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna mention trump because i know you didn't want me to mention him but he never had a, a pet in his life no so just think about that. And we're going to have two dogs in the White House uh, from Biden. Biden has two. And they're, they're, aren't they um, rescue two, dogs? Yeah, one is a rescue dog, and I think he got one as a puppy. I'm not really sure. But I know it, definitely one is a, a rescue. Well, our Champ ne- and Major. Those Ooh. are the names. I always remember Champ. the names of pets. But like our neighbors, names. like I remember their dog's name, but I never remember their name. It's that's, really bad. But well, yeah, Champ and Major. That's where it's at. Hey, we got a, our next guest is uh, Maggie Lorenz, who's executive director of Lower Phelan Creek Project. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she does some awesome videos, too. Uh, we, we keep up with She's her on Facebook. Get mad at you. <laughs> we keep up uh, on, fast, uh, on Facebook with her, and uh, she has funny posts and serious posts, too. Um, but I can't, uh, I have to every once in a while check on her old post about her her husband scream teaches and you said i do the same thing scream teaches yeah so it's funny because robert teaches from home he does the distance learning and barry does too and so does barry and they're very loud so when they're on and they're in the screen even though they're in their own room with the door shut you could hear them throughout the house like talking (laughs) really loud so they scream teach so <laughs> and robert you do that too oh easy anyways hey let's get uh <laughs> maggie lorenz on welcome to pilots progressive party maggie hey robert hey wendy hey how's it going how are you holding up here in this last week i know um we were all nervous and and uh, about our elections and people um so how is you how are you and your family holding up Oh, gosh, it's uh, much better now. You know, I didn't realize uh, how much stress uh, I was feeling from the, you know, weeks leading up to the election. And then, of course, when the election kind of dragged out for a few days. Um, But I definitely felt like a a very noticeable difference in my body and my just um, feeling of centeredness um, once all that was over. So you know, it's just good to check in with yourselves and self-care is so important, but, um, wow, that was, that was tough, you know? Yeah, definitely. Things work out the way they did, but it was a nail biter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also the state elections. And, you know, it's funny too, uh, 
uh, we, our work is now just beginning too. So it isn't over. We're just, we still are like you and, uh, the people out there and Wendy and, and myself, the, our work is just starting again. Oh yeah. Yep. Definitely. Uh, you know, a lot of work ahead of us, but, um, good to take a moment to just kind of celebrate, uh, that moment and kind of the, uh, pause i guess you know this kind of lull we can take in our like uh mm. political uh drama that's been yeah, going on for the yeah. last four years so so maggie i want you to tell uh our audience what you do uh because uh we were just having our own private conversation but maybe some people that are listening uh now on the radio pilots progressive party don't know what you do and i, I can you tell our audience what you do yeah well Right now, I work with an organization called Lower Phelan Creek Project. We're a, a 501c3 nonprofit serving the east side of St. Paul in Minnesota. And we focus on environmental conservation, restoration programs, environmental education, and um, more recently, cultural connections and healing work. Um, and that really stemmed out of a major shift in the way the organization was um doing its work uh, as an environmental nonprofit because we just became native-led um, in 2019. So prior to that, the organization was founded in 1997 and became a 501c3 in 2011, um, but did all of that as a majority uh, white-led organization, uh, which is not, um, not rare in the environmental uh, conservation world. So, uh, but because of the, uh, the parks and green spaces on the east side of St. Paul are home to some really important, um, significant sites, such as Wakhan Teepee, a Dakota sacred site, mm -hmm. a cave, um, a burial mound site at Indian mm -hmm. Mounds Regional Park. There are numerous uh, village sites along the river, Mississippi River, going through St. Paul. And because of that, um, Lower Phelan Creek, leadership decided um, it really needed to remake itself as a native-led organization, which is um, how I got involved. And um, when the organization achieved that status in 2019 is when I was brought on board as the executive director. So uh, that's a little bit about the organization and the kinds of work that we do. But our biggest project right now is the development of Wakan TP Center, which is a uh, cultural and environmental center that will take the name of the sacred site, Wakhan mm -hmm. and be located in the same city, 27-acre um, nature sanctuary where that cave site is. And it will serve as uh, an interpretive center to not only honor and protect that site as a sacred site, but um, provide some education, history, programming, um, cultural arts and heritage programming to the community from there. So, um, we are, you know, this is a nearly $8 million project, so 7.7 million, and we've raised uh, 6.4. So we're well on our way, and uh -huh. uh, it's really exciting time to be part of this work. So uh, go ahead, Wendy. Um, Maggie, I remember you were on one of our shows in the past, and you were telling us about one of the areas, and I can't remember the name of the place where you did a, a really big cleanup. Um, like you found like bathtubs and like really crazy stuff could you tell our audience about that if you remember or know what i'm talking about yeah yep so that is the same place the bruce bento nature sanctuary and uh you know the way our organization started out back in 1997 this was kind of like uh you know the height of the kind of earth day and kind of like um heal the world you know <laughs> uh, kind yeah. of feeling that was going on in the united states at that time there was a lot of environmental work going on then and that's kind of the era and the feeling in the in the nation at the time about um, environmental work. And so this group came together and decided, you know, there was this um, 27 acres down by the river, uh, the Mississippi River, and it was abandoned railroad land. And the this group decided, you know, why don't we clean this up? Because it had turned into kind of a, an unofficial city dump, and people would bring things like their old bathtubs or refrigerators, couches, huge things like that, and just throw their garbage down there, their tires and everything. 
And so that was the first project this organization took on. Um, and yeah, we removed, um, I say we, but I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't with the organization at the time, but no. the organization removed about um, 50 tons of trash <laughs> from that site. And then an yeah. additional like 13 tons of toxic soil because, uh, you know, the whole area down there had been um, industry and railroad. So there was a lot of polluted soils down there. So there had to be a lot of remediation done. All that uh, amazing reclamation work happened in the late 90s, early 2000s. And the park was established um, and opened to the public in 2005. And so it was through that process of doing all of that work. Um, when the organization um, had a legal obligation to uh, work with the tribe to do what's mm -hmm. called a Section 106 review. And that's because of the proximity of this site to what I mentioned before, um, Indian Mounds Regional Park and the burial mounds there. And so because it was in such a close proximity to these um, cultural resources, it triggered this requirement that the organization had to work with the tribes to study the site and see if there was any cultural resource value there. And that's when this whole um, story about what Kronteepi became uh, started to unfold for the leaders of the organization at the time who weren't aware of that history. And uh, that's kind of, you know, what led to what, what we're doing now, which is, um, you know, building this center so that we can um, bring this story and really, um, you know, uh, the community, the Dakota community, lift that the community up in a way that doesn't uh, relegate our people to the past, but um, also talks about the ways in which we are currently um, contemporary people and contributing to society and all the ways that we um, have contributed to um you know, the American story. Mm -hmm, definitely. So uh, before we get going to, uh, is there a place that people can uh, donate for uh, this project? Uh, is there a website? Uh, help us out here. Yeah. So Lower Phelan Creek, uh, P-H-A-L-E-N is Phelan. LowerPhelanCreek.org is our website. Right now, we just started uh, rolling with some Give to the Max Day um, fundraisers. So, and you, you know, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and um, and if you go to any of those uh, social media sites or our webpage, um, right now would be an amazing time to help us raise some money. We have a thirteen thousand dollars in challenge dollars made available to us by some great donors and friends of the organization, and we're trying to raise a match to that so we can unlock those challenge dollars. When is a Give to the Max? Give to the Max Day is November 19th, but people can start donating now. Anytime between now and the 19th at the end of the oh. day. Um, oh. So we're gearing up for that and really hoping to hit our goal and bring some more money into this uh, really much needed work uh, that we do, you know, to restore, restore these um, sacred sites. That's awesome. And we'll probably, we'll have that up on uh, Native Ritz Radio, uh, I'm Awake uh, Facebook page, and that's where we do all our broadcasting from, and we'll be bringing that up too. So that's, that's awesome. And uh, go ahead. Yeah, Lynn. it's just such an important work. And this organization is, is just so um, unbelievable. I mean, now that, now there's a beautiful 27 acre park that's open to the public and it used to be a dump. So, I mean, how wonderful right. is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, before, it's a, it's an amazing go. story. It's an incredible story about, you know, community mm -hmm. and reclamation and cultural healing. And I just think there are uh, potential uh, and all the things that are going to come from Wakan Teepee Center once it is, um, once it's built and operating is I'm just really excited for the future. Wow, that's uh, that's a great way to end it, Maggie. Thank you so much for being on and uh, spending some time yeah. with us, giving giving our audience this great information. Yeah, what a great perspective! And hopefully they'll they'll get on there and donate some money and give to the max. And we'll we'll have that link on Native Roots Radio too. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, well, we'll thanks for inviting up. me on. I always love coming on your show, uh, Robert. Right on, and right on. Hey. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Uh, and thank you for being on. That was Maggie Lorenz, executive director of 
Lower Phelan Creek project in Wankan Teepee, uh, and that's going to be a great place to be uh, mm-hmm. and hang out and and know about our true history here in Minnesota, where the Lakota Dakota. Uh, were are the first people here yeah. for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and they have raised so much money, but it's never enough. You right. know, eight million dollars sounds like a ton of money, but uh, it's really not. So, wow, yeah. that was a great guest. Show is good so far. Why so don't we take so good? We should end it now before we <laughs> yeah. mess it up. Hey, that reminds us. Hey, you're listening to Pilots Progressive Party, and I'm here with Wendy Pilot and and the little doggies, and we'll be right back after this short break Hi, it's Tom. Solar power is more important than ever as a long-term investment for yourself and your community. And that's why I trust All Energy Solar to provide a cost-effective, environmentally friendly energy system. But several key incentives that make solar available will be sunsetting in 2021. So now is the time to get your solar project on the books. All Energy Solar can walk you through the process using their zero-contact virtual evaluation process. Financing options are available to those who qualify. So go green and start saving at allenergysolar.com today. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Hey, Cudigy to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Roots Radio, then Pilot's Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Ritz Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. I'm John Peterson of Ferndale Market, and I'm the third generation to grow turkeys on our family farm in Cannon Falls. We've grown our turkeys the same way since 1939, free range and without antibiotics. Each year, we raise a special flock for our fresh Thanksgiving turkey program. You can reserve a fresh turkey for curbside pickup at our on-farm store in Cannon Falls or find a retail partner near you at FerndaleMarket.com. We are grateful for your support of our local, independent family farm. Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Wow, what a great show, Wendy. It's always a great show. Hey, it is. You well, know, it's because of the guests. We absolutely. always say that. Yep. But we have a really special person who's on the line right now, and I'm so happy he called back. Yeah. Guess who we have? Um, Gary from Minneapolis. Ooh. Ooh-hoo. <laughs> hey, Gary, Hi, what's guys. up? Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, it's so fun Hi. to talk to you again. Oh, I was so, just, I, I got into it with a couple Republicans the last couple of months. Uh, one of them called me a baby killer. I told her, you kill everybody, and then. The other one, I said, Trump's the reason we have so much, uh, what do you call it, the virus so bad, you know, because yeah. we got, it's all over the world, and they got defensive, I says, we got far more than the rest of the world, and he said, fake facts, I said, you got phony Fox TV facts, so anyway, he's doing left with that. <laughs> But, it's, really um, hard to, it's really hard to, you know, talk with people and even try to reason with them, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you can't talk, I got a cousin that grew up with, uh. He got in that, uh, what do you call it, extreme uh, right-wing religion that I just gave up years ago on him. Yeah. And he came from a working family. It's a shame all these people that do work and, you know, work for a living, you know, uneducated. 
And the, the New Deal built up the whole middle class with the Democrats. Even these veterans got rich, you know. They couldn't even, they got the GI Bill so you could buy houses after World War II and after that. So, and the Democrats did all that stuff. So Social Security, one Republican vote for Social Security in the House when they got it. And Medicare, most of them are against that. So um, this corporate media is owned by billionaires, so most of it is so they're right. conditioned. It reminds me of Jay Gould, one of the robber barons. Yes. Back in eighteen hundred, you know, he said, "I can pay half the people to kill the other half of this country," and, and it's getting really bad here now. I think all that support Trump got again. And uh, anyways, I'm, I'm going to light it up here. Uh, you said, uh, Robert, you you too, Wendy, Robert, you you like one of my art pieces? Yes, we got uh, uh, the last one you gave me. I really, really appreciate it. Well, I got one with a wolf or a coyote. There's supposed to be a coyote. It could be either one. And it's got an eagle like you. You want it for them. And it's got a native on a, on a horse or on a cliff. Does that sound good? I really that like sounds, it. That sounds beautiful. I can't wait to see it. Well, I suppose I won't see it for a while. So I got to get my mm. mind off this. Uh, I get so worked up. I, I curse mm. the TV when the Republicans on there sometimes. It is. that they're laughing. <laughs> well, you know, and we really appreciate you checking in for us or with us. And uh, yeah. Gary, we we love you over here. And yeah, uh, you know, I live by frankly your downtown area, and you know, tents all over inner city of Minneapolis. I don't want to live in a country of people holding signs for money. It didn't used to be that way before this. Eating away on the New Deal and the middle class, it keeps getting worse and worse. And they they put billionaire in there, like Trump, for instance, and he had all those billionaire appointees and. I mean, those are the ones that are doing it to us, you know, dividing us. And right. oh, geez, well, I'm getting too intense again, I guess. No, I, we appreciate it, and we appreciate your art, and we appreciate all the support by listening to AM 950 that you give. And we're always happy to hear from you and uh, keep up yeah. the good fight. You know, I think uh, I think uh, the light's coming up, and it isn't an oncoming train. So we're going to be doing, we're going to do better, and we're going to have uh, better things ahead. Say, uh, Robert, um, do you have my phone number? No, no, leave it, leave it with Sasha when we get off. Okay, I'd, I, you can give me a call sometime. I'd like to talk to you a little. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, thank okay, you so thank much. thank you so Gary. much. You guys are great. Yeah, we Keep love you. Good we'll work. You I'd like thank to say you. you're a union guy, too. I would have been in poverty without a union job. That's right. That's absolutely right. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you. You too, Wendy. You guys are wonderful. Yep. Well, you know, see you. We love Gary. And, you know, he brings up great points. He really does. You know, uh, the unions uh, were starting to be taken apart in the 1980s with uh, the Reagan administration. And, you know, know, he hit hard with uh, um, the flight people unions and uh, he started Mm -hmm. breaking unions. And up to that point, the tax break was totally different, too. I mean... Mm -hmm. We should go back to pre-1980 taxes, and uh, we would have uh, definitely Mm -hmm. a middle class again, and uh, we'd we'd be thriving instead of being upside down in the upside down world. We are in the upside down world. And the other thing that Gary said uh, was they called him a baby killer, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So the Republicans, you know... God forbid, you know, they're against abortion. Um, but the thing is, is that they're against helping a child once it's born. They don't want right. to contribute to programs that help with food and clothing and housing and education. So they want the, the child to be born, but right. then they don't want to do anything to help the child to thrive. Once once he's born. Exactly. Right. So I, we just need to uh, keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. We need to come up with solutions. We can't be against the unions putting in pipelines. We have to have uh, the Green New Deal with union jobs and have a, a specific uh, uh uh, a blueprint of how mm-hmm. how our union people are going to keep working and not in the oil business, but in the renewable energy. Exactly. And Biden already said he doesn't want to call it the Green New Deal, but he wants to call it the Biden New Deal. And mm-hmm. I think that he's got a lot of good things happening. And he does. And he already said that he wants to slowly uh, change the oil and the fracking mm-hmm. and slowly bring it to renewable energy and to help those people who have those jobs, mm-hmm. right, uh, slowly change yeah. uh, and be um, 
learn, you know, so that they could learn a new skill and they yep. could all do uh, renewable energy, which is important for us. Right. And important for the economy, the world. Right. And I mean, in other countries Water, are, yep. other countries are doing this. Mm-hmm. We just got to get back in the Paris agreement mm-hmm. and start working. Um, and then we have to uh, push our politicians who we have elected into this because sometimes they get complacent, but you know, with this show and mm-hmm. other shows on AM 950, um, I listen to Stephanie Miller in the morning and I listen to uh, Tom Hartman and Matt, Matt McNeil. I just listened Brent. to him earlier. He was on fire today. Yeah. You got to listen to Matt. <laughs> That's right. And so we're really proud and happy to be part of the family. And uh, this is a, a small owned radio station that has a lot of clout and it isn't owned by the eight other companies that own all the rest of the airwaves. So and the news is not uh, censored. That's right. Wendy gets to say whatever she wants. <laughs> Within reason. Yeah, exactly. Well, another great show. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Sasha, who's the engineer back at the mothers at the mothership. And we're here in St. Paul uh, in our home studio with our little puppies that are one of them's not doing too well. So if anyone can put a little prayer and think about little, our little Gracie. Little Gracie. Yeah. yeah. Great show, Wendy. Thanks for holding up uh, the show. I'm mm-hmm. a little off, but no one could tell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're listening to Pilots Progressive Party. Also, we're going to be on Native Roots Radio 1 to 3 on Saturdays, and then the symposium, the Native Symposium on Sundays at 5. Thank you for listening. Have a great night, and may the Creator bless you. Thanks again, veterans. We really appreciate you and keeping us safe and free. Happy Native American Heritage Month. Just because the weather is cooler doesn't mean you have to stop enjoying outdoor dining and concerts. Crooner Supper Club has upgraded their main outdoor stage for the cold weather. All the socially distanced tables are now tent sheltered and there's a brand new state-of-the-art custom heating system that will keep you warm on these cool nights. So enjoy some fall outdoor concerts while staying warm at the upgraded Crooner's Main Stage. Crooner Supper Club off Moore Lake and Highway 65 and at croonersmn.com. Hi, this is Paul Metza. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour for the last five years on AM 950. We air every Saturday night at 6 p.m. We have artists, musicians, private detectives, politicians, and more. On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Join me, Tom Harmon, where smart people get their news.